0: Welcome to Geek Out Weekly, the podcast where we geek out not-so-strongly on a roughly seven-day basis. I'm your host, Adil, and this week I'm joined by the lovely
1: Lucy. (laughs) Ha ha! You say that, but... Yeah, I was gonna
0: say. uh, um, And this week we're talking about um, Season 4 of Castlevania, the Netflix series. um, But also...
1: Um, the whole thing, because this was the final season. Um. um yeah, let's start out. Mm, I I believe there'll be some vanias and some castles. Um.
0: What? Uh, just. As always, let's uh, just ask you what your
2: initial um, thoughts of the season was. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. Uh,
0: so yeah, the first series was four episodes, then it was eight episodes, and the last season three and four were both ten episodes, and I think you're right. Having the longer ten episodes allowed it to give each of the sort of storylines um, breathing room. Uh, some of them maybe less, so like uh, the vampire side of things I think were were quickly dealt with, but The fact that we got that in general is pretty good. Um, I have to confess, you know this, but I'm definitely not a person who's played the Castlevania games
2: that much, while you, I believe, are somewhat of a fan
1: Yeah, exactly. It felt very much felt like a cool vampire uh,
0: anime-type thing aimed at adults. Um, I think a lar- large part of that is it's the whole series has been written by Warren Ellis, who's a graphic novelist of note. Um, uh, yeah, and so I think just that cohesiveness, the fact that every episode was written by the same person who has experience in... um serialized fiction right like it's really shows because it's just so well written even the earlier seasons with like shorter episode counts like season one was not a lot happened really uh in its four episodes but it was still like ah, uh, i want i want to see the rest of this story um and they even sort of end season four open in the sense of like this is a good wrap-up for most of the people um, but there is like, it's not, it's not like a, and they lived happily ever after so much as a, and that they will live their lives. And it's, I, it's just enough tension to not
2: feel kind of contrived, I think. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, we're talking about the whole the well, whole series as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. So so that is a character in the games? Uh, that's one thing I wasn't sure about. Yeah, I think, um, and basically anyone who had somewhat of... uh,
0: a soul in the sense of caring about more than themselves and their own path. Uh with maybe one exception. Um and that includes Dracula, right? Like uh just gets a kind of a happy ish ending. Again, o- open ended, but um uh Yeah. Who Lenore? Oh, Camille, yeah. I mean, but she was... That was the point. It was... I mean, they had um, Lenore and... Oh, what's his name? Her human... Necromancer man. Yeah. Uh, What is his name? Yeah, me as well. Um... Hector, Hector, yeah, uh, like they have this conversation, uh, you know, in the aftermath of their sort of in their denouement of their storyline, and and they talk about she talks about the strength of empires is stability and wanting the world not to change, uh, and then um, and uh, meanwhile her sister was looking for power, and the two can be very close and intertwined but ultimately the power corrupts and eats you up much like a vampire or whatever and then she sort of uh, she wanted strength but also i think that much like a vampire line really did feel like him pointing out that it's in her nature to become her sister and that's why she chooses to not be a caged animal like part of it is like i don't want to be stuck here but like You're an immortal vampire, like you can find your way out eventually. I think it meant more that she's like, I don't want to become like my sister. I don't want to live like you. Like this conversation was eventually she moved from strength to power hungry. And then when Hector was like, yes, like a vampire, like you're always hungering. And I think she was just like, well, I'm not going to trap myself here to eventually
1: become the villain. I'm going to go out on my own terms. That's how I read that scene. Mm.
2: mm. Right. Yeah, so actually, let's um, take a
0: step back and say, so of the storylines, well, actually, we're talking about the whole series, so might as well, um, forget about season four, I just want to know, like, favorite character,
2: or arc, like, storyline to follow throughout the whole thing.
1: Oh, no, no, that's fine, I just mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> before it get. Yeah.
1: And also, just how like in tune they are with each other, I thought that's
0: that fight scene the 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 big fight scene against like the generic four vampires with magic powers they were not named characters, I don't think, yeah, it went from where uh, hmm. it definitely went from like I'm the big bruiser guy who's escorting the four people holding a a coffin to. These are the badass mini-bosses. Um, but I think it, it was fine because it really just showcased—it got to showcase, like, them all fighting really well, but also in tune with each other. Like, when they're each one-on-one-ing, in they are losing in that fight scene. And then the turning point of that battle was essentially when they started helping each other and then they all their movements became in concert like so like all the bad like the four mini bosses basically just died at the same time from not the people they were fighting right like trevor throws the thing and it secretly is actually going to help out someone else who's in trouble even though he's in trouble and then same thing with the fire blast up to cut the lines holding alucard like the whole thing was kind of like I'm in trouble, but I got to save my friend. And they're all thinking about that and they're all in like in sync about it. So now suddenly they went from being on the back foot against their various vampire assailants to beating them by not fighting for themselves. And I just thought it was a really like, first of all, it just looks fucking cool, right? Because it's like, oh no, wait, I got you and you got me and I got you and it just looks cool. And now suddenly we're all just like, fuck you. But also it's just like, like you said, it's it's very uh, poetic. I think that's like, The ultimate moment of the whole, like bringing them together and you're like, ah, this is celebrating those three characters journey throughout the whole
1: series. I thought it was like a really well done action scene because it was doing the thematic stuff as well.
2: Oh, and, f- yeah, it's the, her, like, day armor? Yeah, one of the
1: four sisters. I can't remember what her name was now. Um...
0: Oh, so much blood in this show. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and I think the only thing like they 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 allude to the uh, Belmont and Saifa like sleeping together, but you don't really like. They don't bother dwelling on that that they're doing it, I th- which I think is smart because then it would just be sort of titillating. Like in the se- previous seasons, it was about them sort of letting their guard down so there was like some notion i mean obviously it's for titillation as well but like now it's like well they're clearly banging all the time while they're on the road they've been on the road together they're clearly a a thing um so we don't need to dwell on that um instead it becomes like you know right before trevor
1: thinks he's sacrificing his life he's like i gotta actually say the words now um yeah
2: Yeah. Um
1: what is his name? Um It's Saint-Germain.
2: So yeah, let's
1: yeah let's let let's let's talk a little bit more about that storyline, just because I think
0: there's so much intertwiningness. I think the easiest way to keep track of things is to maybe maybe tackle the characters and their stuff. Um, but yeah, so Saint Germain's like arc in the season is essentially so at the end of last season he gets into the corridor, right? with with the and then they have to fight what comes after that and all that uh and he essentially gets lost and somehow emerges again and we're not really sure what's going on but he essentially allies with the um vampires to um resurrect dracula but he wants to do it so that he can make a yeah, make a thing that lets him have control over the corridor because it's like a perfect amalgam of a male and female soul, roughly thing. Um, and it turns out that that like the big twist on that was it was never really going to do that. It was death um, manipulating him, um, and so we we see him in the corridor and he's just looking for this this woman that we only ever really see in shadows, right? Uh, and then he's, that's why you, he lost her in the corridor. That's why he wants to get back. That's why he, in the previous seasons, he was, you know, he has his, he's always a morally great character because he wants to see this woman forever. Uh, that's, that's his driving motivation and he'll sacrifice to a certain extent, but then yeah, it become, it's very strange because this character he meets in the corridor, who's just like, I got all the power, um, you can too, but here, here's, but you remember, you're also an alchemist. And so you you should the the ultimate prize of alchemy is making this Regus. Regus? Regus? Something like that. This magic you like perfect being thing. And so you shouldn't let go of those roots. And like like that, he's like, You're right, I am an alchemist, so I need to do both the find the person and the thing, and conveniently the alchemical Goal will help me find the woman, and I
1: felt like I think that's that scene was just really clunky, as you said.
2: Yeah. Oh, fucking cool. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, so I... Yeah, and like I, I like the idea of him being tricked by
0: death, and I think like if you ignore the, the how he did the one eighty, the rest of it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, I'm, I now think the best way to get my goal is to to do this, and I'm I've lost my humanity because. But I think the problem was the the scene leaned too much heavily on a, oh you're an alchemist so do you X rather than this is the only way to get your woman. And you're one of the few people who can because you're an alchemist. So you have to do this You have to lean into this death alchemy, death magic thing. And I feel like it swapped goals in a way that you're like, I don't think he's really been caring about being an alchemist for the entire time I've seen him. He just is an alchemist, right? Like that's where it didn't make sense. But then if, again, take it in stride, and you're like, okay, he's he's now lost in thinking this is the only goal. And I like the idea that he death sweet talked him in the abstract, just not in the way it happened. Um, uh, And then, and so death's just like uh, the key that opens doors. Like the, basically the, here's some minor control over the infinite corridor. Here's a magic key is full of human souls. You're like, so wait, death who just cares about eating souls. His plan is to get Dracula back and really crazy so that dracula will just kill all the people so that he can death can eat all their souls once they die now
1: at some point he stopped eating and started putting his food in a key i it's just it was like it, it, i mean regular viewers of Uh, But so I say that because at first you could
0: be like, oh, maybe it's a different thing. But he does mention when he's under the guise of the uh, crazy alchemist woman in the corridor, like this is infused with all these souls. And he keeps talking about how that's his food and that's all he wants. But also when to get to power up to be like, you know, when he shows his true form, he's like, I don't know, 12 feet tall. And then he powers up by eating the key. And then he becomes, you know, like three stories, four stories, like taller than the castle, essentially, which is a very cool boss to fight, etc. But then you're like, no, no, now you've, you've put a hat on it, show. It's definitely his food. <laughs> uh, and, and it makes the loose end kind of worse. But like, it's very common to have motivations not make sense in retrospect when there's a twist. It's just a little unfortunate. But like you said, I like that. Also, the way they. So, yeah, so then, um, San Germain is like. In, in the. Like, basically, um, he makes the Dracula horror thing, hermaphrodite thing. Uh, but then, um, Trevor has his new spinny four pointed sword and throw. It's really cool because he has this pouch of holy water and he, like, th- squirts it out and throws the four-pointed sword that spins through the water getting each of the points getting coated in holy water and then like saw blades through the the, the hermaphrodite thing oh yeah i mean i think that's my favorite part about
1: trevor is like he just like knows weapons because he, he yeah
2: Um and the game. Hmm. Well, he kinda treated it like a
0: boomerang. Like he he threw it much like Captain America's shield where he, you just throws it in such ways that it comes back to him. But yeah, so he, but then it, it breaks because it, it's killing the resurrected Dracula and his wife. Um, and one of the things goes into San Germain's chest and he's like, we think he's dead. But I really like how right in the final moments of Trevor attacking death, we see San Germain beside the key and his hand twitches and that's it. Uh, and so it's it's only post facto when Trevor reemerges into like you know weeks later that and explains what happens. You're like ah, you did that was Chekhov's hand hand twitch. Um, although then you're like so death ate the key that was soul powered to get that big, but he left some food in the key, so the key still worked. <laughs> But no, I mean, obviously, I'm being nitpicky. I think, I think, I like it narratively that there was enough juice in the key, and Sandman could just do something, like you said, to get that um, that return to to his humanity. Um, but yeah, overall, I really liked him as a character. I, I like that he was super flawed and wore his flaws on his sleeve. But except for the fact, the way he was turned. Like, you could believe he could get turned. I think that's why That's why it's kind of forgivable. The 180 sucked, but it was like, again, if you ignore how it happened, you could easily see him kind of, well, now I'm in on this track, so I guess I'm just going to run full force into not, like, pushing my humanity down, letting sacrificing human lives for my end goal
1: because I'm already here. You could believe that of his moral grayness, that, like, once he's in it, he's in it. Yeah. Yeah, but but also like the really like kind of maniacal. Like he's very calm
0: when he's like setting things up and telling his plans to Trevor and all them, right? But it's still like there's this edge of. I'm I'm on the edge. I'm like I'm falling. Like he's, so, even when he's calm, there's this manic energy in in the voice acting, there, which is really p- well pull, pulled off. Um, so yeah, let's um, how much time? Do we? we got loads of time. Uh, let's talk about Hector and Lenore. We kind of did briefly, but like their arc, I really liked as well because there were essentially not a lot happened, like in terms like action most of the this entire season it was them both being in the castle right um but so much happened between their interplay and also their personal
1: power struggle like they both are clearly fond of each other but also cutthroat people (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that 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 that
0: speech she has about how well there's no space for me. Basically, she's like, Camilla is like, I want to take over the world, and then so she pointed points out there's no diplomacy in that. I'm not brokering peace if you're just going to attack everyone. And I think that, like, I've lost my place in this, in my, like, group of four sisters. That's, I think, what fuels her letting her guard down against, like, it's like her hubris of, I'm a vampire, you're, you're a human, and I, I fucked you so I could put this ring on you. You're mine. I don't have to worry about you. So, like, it's too much faith in her plan having worked, and then her, and also feel like being lost. Um, I think is a big part of why she, yeah, like you said, she dropped the ball. And I think it's, again, really well written because it starts, like, last season, it was very much the Lenore, like, she's the one who got him to do, like, she got them an army, basically, right? By, By tricking Hector, she got him to be able to... Um make new beasts for them make their remake their armies after you know the big losses in the previous seasons. She did all the work for the foursome and then she's being pushed out, and then she's done right it's just uh and then and so she because she doesn't have a place with her sisters or the court or whatever and she she just doesn't pay attention Meanwhile, Hector is like driven confused right both of our necromancers i can't remember what they're actually called essentially necromancers so um what's the other guy's name again isaac yeah hector and isaac are like these tortured humans who have realized their arc is basically we hate humanity so much we're going to be on dracula's side and then oh actually there's a different way uh but Hector's also like I I want out I want my like I don't want to be dead I don't want to be a slave uh and so yeah we know he's planning his escape cuz he like trades for mirrors to talk to other people to get these and he's like planted these stones throughout the hallways to get access to the roof but also the main chamber room and he's very aware of like it's either I'm fight killing someone or i'm fleeing but this route lets me do both and then so when isaac comes with his army he's like i don't want to join you in this way but here's the shortcut (laughs) and also now she's trapped so you can just win like she's not going anywhere so either she wins or you win but you have an army and she's by herself um and yeah, like I said, like you said, I think it was just him realizing he was being underestimated as a human. Um, which I think is a, one of the points the show makes about the non Dracula la carte, um vampires, right? Is that they ha they, they just are these like static
2: hubristic we are better things. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, like, go on my own terms, right? But also her final line, right? So she's, so
0: it's a nice callback to season three where, like, Hector made a big deal about being able to see the sun and being given outside time. And uh, and so she goes, I, I just want to see what the big deal is that you've been making out of this. And then she, like, she like sun hits her and she's, like, mid-disintegration. He's like, oh, is that all? Oh, you fool or whatever. And it's just, it's such a good moment of, like, there's like love in her voice but also just pure condescension <laughs> right and it's like
1: that is their that is their relationship yeah so i thought i really liked that
0: i also like that he he sort of his arc ended with she, her just like right before she kills her like what are you going to do he's like i don't know maybe write a book warn people Uh, And that's why the the novelization of um, the next video game will be written by, uh, ghostwritten by Hector. Um, But yeah, I I like that he he sees a future, right? And that the future isn't the fight. And I think that was a nice fitting way for him to, like the last really thing he did as far as battle was give Isaac a, a path forward and free
1: himself. At the same time, right? Cut off his finger so he could then go against the sisters. Um, mm.
2: Yeah, are...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that you, you bring up a good point, which is that um, Isaac's arc was
0: essentially finding space in the world for people to flourish, realizing that this power stuff, this constant battle, this hatred for humanity was sort of not well-founded right, he, like, he, making his, like, his, uh, well, sorry, I'll, before we go to Isaac, while Hector uh, was essentially like, oh, there's a human- there some of these vampires have humanity. Like, it was essentially just, oh, Lenore's not a terrible person. She's a vampire. I kind of have faith in living creatures in a different way. Um, and that just, like, Seemed to turn off his anger at the world. But you're right. It's like, if, if, if. But like, I think it's much more, less clear whether it was like, I've only, I've been stuck in a room with her and building a hammer to make monsters. So it's hard to tell whether he's really lost his, whether he's grown like a heart for other creatures other than her or whether. And I think that's what they like. I wander the world and warn the warn them by writing a book about what we've learned. I think that was the a way of showing that it wasn't just Lenore. But it seems quite plausible that like if Dracula came back, he could have, like you said, just fallen back into old habits and um, continued on. Because yeah, his sort of arc was less clear.
3: It felt like Isaac was out of rehab uh, longer than Trevor, so. It feels mm-hmm. like he he probably would be the least one to relapse into the path of uh, making demons for Dracula again. But um, it, Isaac only had like a, a bit of screen time, but it didn't feel like uh, you know it didn't feel like it too little because I thought like every every time he was on the screen, like you could see his character growing and. More and more, I thought that the conversation that he had with like that, that that demon, that that yeah. weird one about like how it's like you're only evil because you were taught to like be that you were you you were resurrected for this purpose, but you can like it doesn't have to be that way. You you can also be like to rebuild, and it's like you have to change your inner nature and like what your purpose was, but it can be done. So. I thought that was um, a really good bit of dialogue and, and writing and character growth.
0: I, I agree. I think um, what I think, yeah, that I really liked that, that arc between them and that conversation oh. that showed it off, and I think one of the reasons why it works so well, despite his lack of screen time, especially because he's basically not in the last three episodes or something, because he... You know, once he kills Carmela, he's basically just, like, they, he's referred to by Hector and Lenore, but he's not even shown. They're just like, yeah. Isaac's keeping us here um, because he's <laughs> he's done his thing, right? Because what I think what was key is between seasons, he learns about the tower mm-hmm. and the magician who he fought, right, that he takes. And, like, his growth is actually not in this season. He's already f- figured that out, and it's that... He gets to rather than us having to see him change, which you know would have certain pacing marks, otherwise would feel forced. He's grown and he's explaining his change of view over time, over a few episodes to this demon. Yeah. And I think that's was such a smart writing thing because then you don't know, you don't have to worry about oh that was too quick because it's just he's we don't know how long it took, we don't know what he went through, we just know this is his new point of view and he's explaining it and he's explaining it in this really novel way that's like transformative to a demon beast thing, right? (laughs) He's convincing his point, this demon beast thing of his new point of view. And that's crazy in and of itself that it seems to be working. And because of that, you just accept that he's gone through it. And I think that's why that works is because, because we don't have to like, we didn't have to sit with him at each stage of him going from, I'm going to destroy everything. I'm amassing an army. I'm, I'm, I'm coming here for power, To, I want to rebuild this and then we'll leave just in case Mm -hmm. someone wants to make a home of it. Like that's like he spends weeks or months, right? Like forcing his army to rebuild the city that he sacked. Yeah. And it's not, and then I will tell people about it. It's just in case someone finds this, they can make a home.
3: Yeah. I'm willing to
0: put all this effort in and not. Not just just so that people might be able to find a home here, and they might not forever, right like yeah. and that shows um, just how much he wants the world to be better, not worse,
3: yeah, and it's um as I say, it's like you wouldn't go into like um a castlevania t v show or like anything like following this like kind of you know arc against like good versus evil vampires versus humans like not many things in you know especially the video games but in media sometimes where it's like they don't always give humanity to what is classed as evil um Mm -hmm. so yeah coming out of this where it's like oh they're actually like giving redemption arts to like isaac Who you think like there's no redemption for you, or even like the demons themselves. It's like, um, it was, it wasn't expected. I thought it was just, you know, if, if you asked me starting season one, I just thought it'd be Trevor killing things with a whip for, um, four seasons, which would have been great as well. But, um, yeah, th- th- there's depth and nuance to, to even like the, the characters that you'd say just like quote unquote evil, no redemption. But, uh, so yeah, really well written arc of yeah. Isaac.
1: Yeah, and
0: like you said, the, like up until that point, those monsters were like just hey, Cannon there's father, a power really? to make human to mm. humans into like just basically bring them back from hell, and they have these; they're just crazy, mindless beasts of of, of uh, destruction. And that's why the the two necromancers are like so pivotal is because every dead human become becomes just a mindless beast that's worth way more. So. Yeah. You like the armies replenish themselves etc cetera, etc cetera. that's the point that's why Dracula has both of them that's why Lenore gets the four vampire princesses queens whatever you want to call them um a necromancer because this this is how you win right and then to have just one demon have something like a soul have something like a, a question like not only are we there's a show invite questioning or is their nature actually evil yeah uh but also clearly something that internal struggle happens and that that demon isn't just a demon by the end of it which which answers the question right like then all of them have a chance at this they're not these mindless do your bidding because they're sort of treated as like um like like a robot army almost right like yeah, it's a, yeah. I, I can I, I can tell you what to do and you just do it and you are destructive
3: I thought that duality is good because, like, you, you see those demons as just like cannon fodder, um, mm-hmm. made to cause destruction. And, like, it's the same way as, like, you know, a, a lot of the vampires viewed the humans. It's like, let's just, they're like pigs. <laughs> let's just yeah. farm them all and put them into pens. So, um, yeah, I, li- I like that kind of, um, duality between the ideas and notions of just like, these are, these are ours to control and they don't actually have, um, you know, purpose and autonomy, or at least they, you know, the vampires think okay, humans shouldn't. So, so I liked that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, where are we? So the other thing I guess would be. Um, I mean, we talked a bit about, about Carmela and, but I mean the other the other sisters. I liked that their arc was very simple, but it was essentially. Yeah hey, it's not actually the foursome show, and this isn't great for us, (laughs) or whatever. And also, like, we want to be together, and if we go to war, I'm strategy person, and you're front lines person, and we're not really doing this for what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I like that they sort of learn that via this, like you said, this attack of the farmers, this, like, This is just like carnage for the sake of carnage is kind of what they came out with, which again shows this like redemption of their view of humans. Like I don't think they Mm -hmm. think humans are on par with them. They still probably have this condescension, but they they have a better depth of, right, this is – this is not quelling people attacking us so that we keep our food supply in. This is us just destroying food and things – for the sake of it. And it's not even what we want. Again, a a nice little small puzzle piece into the general thematic puzzle of, like you said, this duality of, of what is autonomy and what, what it, what it does mean for things to even be good or evil. That's kind of like those, those big moves in the sense of, all right, any, no matter what race type of being you are, this show is saying uh, you can go either way kind
1: of right. Um, and,
3: It's just classic, you know, um, foot soldier on the front lines questioning, what am I doing this for? What, what is the, the, the meaning of this? And it's like, yeah, them, them figuring out, it's like, you know, we can win all these battles, but we'll always lose the war. Um, why can't we just live peace, of, peacefully, um, <laughs> in terms of we've got what we want. We, we can always, you know, survive, um, as long as we you know, just eat a few humans now and then we'll be fine it's like what why will we continue to spend the rest of our lives fighting for this cause when yeah. ultimately we're probably not going to come out on top and all we need to do is you know survive um i, I think that was that yeah their motivation it's just like we've been doing this long enough all we, we're comfortable now all we need to do is continue surviving why go for why go for everything why why jeopardize everything why go for the um double or nothing when you've got enough as it is already um yeah yeah so I, uh, I appreciated how it's like they were just like nope yeah don't need to do this <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah we've like been loyal long enough now we've done it we've done our jeez it's time but, to but go
0: <laughs> but also i think it, it sort of speaks to like Lenora's notion of like they were all looking for stability and like they had this small bit of the the world that the four of them was were ruling and it all worked and like they sometimes had to go to battle or whatever to protect this bit and mm-hmm. they just wanted the bit and so when they Carmela started sort of pushing them to take more then they had these questions and they're like oh yeah what we want is, like and then but they actually realize that they don't even need the bit that they've been fighting in stable over they need less than that they don't like
3: yeah.
0: peace out no i'm not even gonna yeah. go back and tell her not to attack things we'll just find our own way
3: we're just gonna live on a ranch in middle america somewhere and just mm. not talk to anybody anymore but as you say like the power corrupts like it wasn't always never gonna be enough for carmilla and she's just dragging mm-hmm. the other foot soldiers into that war and they realize that yeah, this isn't as to fight. We've got what we yeah.
0: want. Well, and I think that they're they falling in love, sort <laughs> of. Um, cemented that they they had priority changes, right? Yeah. It seemed very clear that this wasn't a thing that they had had in the you know decades or centuries previously when they had this. The four of them were helping run this place, right? It was it seemed very much like a, this is a thing we have discovered, and now the stability we want is much smaller because it's about us and our survival not yeah. our little kingdom um yeah so i'm cognizant of time um i think that's like all the main oh i guess alucard let's 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 talk about him and then uh, mm-hmm. i'm curious what when, we'll end the episode out with um some chat about what we hope to see afterwards um given that this timeline is Four seasons, but like Alucard had such an interesting arc. I think, again, most of it seemed like he was just fighting, but it really wasn't. Like, we ended last season with him seemingly getting like finding new companions uh, who he clearly he like led into his life. Mm -hmm. And you kind of got what were their names, Taka and Sumi? Yes. Thanks for the follow, Maz. Um, I clearly screwed up the overlays as it's hiding there. Um, right, so uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, there was this um, Taka and Sumi, you he, he let them in and you got the sense that it was because of his relationship um, with Trevor and now I've forgotten her name. Saifa. Yeah. Saifa, thank you. Um, yeah. you, get the, you get the notion that like he missed their companionship and these were two new people that were you know, struggling, and he let them in, and they betrayed him, and so he starts with being this, like, curmudgeonly, like, hermit, I leave me alone. Yeah. I want to be alone in my misery. Uh, I've been betrayed never again, and he and he sort of... It's, you know, other... He puts them on stakes, but then we start the season and there's more bodies on stakes, so you get the idea that yeah. anyone who comes by here ain't gonna survive. Uh, and yet, he... There's a you know a rider comes and says, "We're your neighbors. We need your help. We're in this town a couple kilometers down the road." And well, he goes, a "Dead
3: body uh, turns yeah. on a horse." Yeah, the horse asks that question. The horse speaks. Yeah. Can speak. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but and so you like you see that he, it's very clear that he was hurt, but it yeah. hadn't changed him. He wants companionship. He wants something. And then by the end of it. Not only did he get convinced by Saint-Germain right, to let people into the castle for nefarious reasons of Saint-Germain's, but also because it's just like, I want to do the right thing. I want to do good. I want to help people. And then it ends up being, I, sure, live Uh outside of my castle. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. Right? Let's Um, let's make a town. Yeah, and I think that was just a continuing theme of like, you know, he's half human, half vampire, and in Mm -hmm. the last couple seasons with him, you know, thematically battling with, you know, his humanity, it's like, we see that Alucard is, you know, got a lot of humanity, but it feels Mm -hmm. like he's battling with that, knowing that he's, you know, only half human, thinking, okay, I could really go into the dark side, as you say, like, putting up you know, spikes with people and like that. But you always felt that like it's like there there's redemption for him. This isn't a. Aluc- this isn't the card The Alucard card that you know is more human. Um so yeah, it was just it was interesting to see him battle that, with that, um, internally. But um yeah, and um as you say, I think it's glad that I'm glad that it wasn't like Trevor and Cypher. Um Actually, mm. getting him out of that rut, I'm glad it was someone else because um, it, it kind of would have been a bit too convenient if it was like, oh, the only people who can, um, you know, get him out of this rut are Trevor and Cypher because he trusts yeah. those people. It, it, it felt more natural that he had to go outside of his comfort zone and seek that in someone else. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. really liked his arc. Mm.
0: Yeah, I also, what I really, really liked about it was that the mayor who their first meeting she's like you're a crazy person but
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you're the only thing i can think of and then it they grow to understand each other and like they the fact that in the final episode they have this like witty back and forth bantery thing about like Mm -hmm. it's my idea no it's my idea it's like oh i just tricked you to your idea it was very clear that they had something that they figured out um, early on that had only developed more through battle and and shared experiences. Mm -hmm. But also, um, yeah, that I think it it was like, you are a thing that I will have to deal with. And I'm happy to have, like, you're the leader of these people. And you are saying, these people are now here, outside my house. Uh, but i'm good i'm not only am i happy about that like i'm not only am i okay with that i'm happy about that i want to help as much as i can yes um and it, you get the sense that although he said like welcome to my village to trevor when trevor shows up it's like well she's still the leader of the village you get the sense that like, they will play slightly different roles um and that they are still going to be equals even though She's settling essentially on his land-ish, although he doesn't have a claim to it because that's just where the castle blipped to (laughs) several years ago or whatever. But yeah, I like that they they left them with this developing romance that had somewhat equal power, even though she's a human and he's a half-human, half-vampire who has a magic sword he can just tell to stab people. Um, <laughs> right? Like, you get the sense that they they are on the same page, which I think is was kind of hard to do, you'd think, but it felt very fluid.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as I say, I, I like that they did spend the time to see how the characters would have reacted after all that trauma and all the destruction afterwards, so um yeah i liked uh, their little settlement that they were building there and did 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 you get emotional at the at the very end of the <laughs> See, at, at that episode when trevor came back because i did but i'm a little baby so. <laughs> when you I say emotional know.
0: do you mean tears teary-eyed yeah. or tears
3: well am not gonna say
0: <laughs> i mean this is no judgment um uh, yeah, I think, uh, at first I was like, when I saw Trevor, I was like, oh, but he like, I really liked the way they killed him, right? Mm-hmm. With that fade to white, the sacrifice. I liked that it was him sort of mid air making this stupid knife that was Chekhov's knife from earlier in the season, like mm-hmm. getting all the pieces and realizing it was a thing, but only because he's was raised reading these weird books or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and that's how he explains it. It's just like, oh yeah, I recognize this knife. Where a wizard basically made a murder suicide packed with God, so I knew I could kill death with it. And you're like, sure, sure, sure.
2: Um,
0: but um, yeah, I think at first I like my first reaction was, oh, it's Trevor. And then I was like, oh, they're taking away the death. But then I think they just mm-hmm. they made it work in the scene. Like you said, it gave the redemption to Saint-Germain. It, like... um, Yeah, it it also, like, explained why... I think it was very smartly done by, like, teleporting him a couple weeks away, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like, he's barely alive. How did he survive the two weeks on the horse? Who put him on the horse? All kinds of questions you don't need to yeah. worry about, right? Yeah. Um, so
3: it's like, there's enough sadness in this show anyway. At least, yeah, you know, <laughs> give me this. But, <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. And I think because the, you, you we know it's the end of season, the series, and, like, I think it would be, I would have not liked it if they, they made it, like, if they possibly made it open to a season five, Then I wouldn't have liked it because I would have been like, we're trying to have our cake and eat it too. But this is just like, we're saying goodbye to these people. Um, She's pregnant. I like the like, she wants to leave, then she doesn't. And then he shows up and now they can raise the kid together in this weird village underneath a magic castle. Um, And I think it's because it's just a testament to how well they've done the characters and stuff that you... You're, yeah, like you said, you're, you're emotional, like, oh, he's back. Oh, good. He's not, back, and oh, I, yeah. they <laughs> killed him and made me feel like they killed him. And then they're not even, like, and then they pulled the punch because I think it, it, it made sense because, like, it's in right. midst even, like, Dracula and Lisa, right? That's his wife's name? I can't remember. Might
3: be. Um, be, well, probably.
0: Dracula and his wife, right? They come back. We don't know why, Mrs. but they Dracula. get a, Yeah, Dracula and and, and Alucard's mom, um,
3: Mrs. Tepes. Yeah,
0: I think it's Lisa. Um, but anyway, they they um, they all sort of they 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 just appear apparently and ha- and get to have their own happy life and like in the yeah. midst. And we've got Hector and Lenore saying goodbye, and then Hector already saying, I'm just going to go off into the distance. We know Isaac's mm-hmm. going to try and do good. And so amidst all these like loose ends being wrapped up, it's all feel-good stuff. And so it yeah, makes sense obviously. that Trevor emerges like narratively, and we're happy, and we're okay, and we're painting a picture of them not having a perfect life, right? But just having a life moving forward, making mm-hmm. this town build up, etc. So I think it... It could have, it, it just works because it's in the middle of a whole bunch of other loose ends being tied up that you don't begrudge the pulled punch because mm-hmm. you get the vibe of what they're trying to do at the end of this thing. Um, speaking yeah. of the end of this thing, uh, as you said, um, they are planning more things in the Castlevania universe, but not with these characters. Mm-hmm. This was a four season thing. Uh, I think it's really great because of that. Like I said, Agreed. I would feel worse about all the happy. Like I'd feel worse about like Dracula coming back. Um, if then there's like season five, he's mad again because like yeah. a pickpocket <laughs> stabbed his wife. Right? Like that would suck. <laughs> right? And but what what kind of things do you think they're gonna do? Slash. Oh,
3: I I what would I you want? A I guess. Clue. What I really want is more music, more Castlevania music in in the show. Mm. And so do whatever you want. I just want more music because I, I felt like there's probably a bit more Castlevania music, maybe one or two tracks in the previous series, but I didn't don't remember hearing anything in this one. And like Castlevania is like some of the best music in video games of all time, so mm. put more of that in. Um <laughs> Story wise, I don't know, because like I think one of the m- most well-known characters in-, in Castlevania, you know, um, history is Alcard. Right? Oh, it's And, yeah. and, and they, you know, they've done Trevor Belmont, so what are they can do Simon Belmont. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, but what this, sh- this, this, this show, this, this series has given me, um, faith in, maybe it won't be the same, like, showrunners or writers or, but what I have faith in is that They're not too precious about the source material and they're willing to go, you know, different places and, you know, expand on the characters and, as I say, not be too beholden to, you know, Castlevania. The the creatures, the monster designs, the the character motivations, they can still, you know, just use that as a template um, and just go where they deem is... Good enough to tell a compelling story and attract a wider audience who are not Castlevania diehard fans. Because even I, I don't, who, who, who loves the series, I couldn't tell you anything about most of those stories other than Dracula got angry because, you know, people killed his wife and he's got a castle and... You know, there's mirror of, mirrors of fates and there's arias of sorrow and, and and there's symphony of the Nights, and that's it. And just, <laughs> I, I could, I really couldn't tell you. Make Castlevania the musical.
2: Hmm. I've got musical oh, themes okay. in
3: like most of their uh, um, titles, uh, um, subtitles. There. Make
1: a fair. musical.
0: So, uh, <laughs> so Simon is. Uh, a descendant of trevor right or is it the other way it's, around?
3: It's, it could be the other way around
0: ah, okay i was hoping you might know As I
3: said, it. who cares <laughs> Honestly, well i was they, just i was thinking that, they all, that they might both explain have whips. <laughs> yeah i
0: was thinking that might explain why we have the baby at the end to be like yeah now like because so, so, they could go either way right because like we start the, in the series the belmonts are already the, condemned for no one knows really Mm -hmm. what reason people don't like him um uh, and and uh trevor's basically the only one left and people didn't even realize he was alive Uh, so it was like okay so they could either do a few decades before the downfall of the belmonts that would be an interesting story especially because it would be less dracula focused which i think would be a good thing because like you Uh said it's about using the world building they have um and telling an interesting compelling story and like you yes you could do that with dracula but it would really feel like retreading in certain ways because we already know sort of the dracula arc or you Mm -hmm. you go to like several generations down the road down the line and he's gone mad again that kind of makes sense maybe in 200 years because like his wife is long dead or whatever like that at least even if it's a returning of the well, it kind of I think makes a little more sense without. Yeah. But but yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't mind either of those know. really. Mm. Um, and Simon w-
3: is uh, the kid of uh, Cipher and Trevor Belmont. Oh, just
0: right. one generation, hey? Yeah. Oh, I thought so, I thought it was for some reason several, but that's cool. So his name isn't mm. proper. So
3: uh, no, Cypher. No, like, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the little town is called. Uh, Simon, apparently.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
3: That's what it's going to be. Oh. No, I am just saying that because I was oh, saying, right. oh, yeah. well, maybe we should name the town Trevor or whatever. It's like, no, yeah, going to call it Simon instead. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, cool. Well, <laughs> uh, on, on that note, I think um, any last thoughts?
3: No, I really enjoyed it. Um, Would you
0: recommend it to people who are not Castlevania Absolutely. game fans? Yeah,
3: yeah, because um, you know me, I don't really watch anime. And if if it got me to watch then um miracles can uh, come true. But <laughs> yeah, I think I think the story's really really well done. The writing's fantastic, the the animation's fantastic. Um and yeah, if people want something that is a little bit more adult, um yeah, in terms of violence and sexual content which people seem to love because some people like Game of Thrones for some reason. Um, <laughs> Watch this instead of Game of Thrones. That's what I tell people.
0: Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I also give this. Uh, I would recommend this. It was it was a lot better than I thought it would be. And like, agreed. I think it's a testament that even after the four episode season one, basically mm-hmm. when a new series dropped within a, like a week or so, I'm I'm watching it, which I don't <laughs> normally. I'm not that slavish to watching things as soon as they're released unless it's for something like this um right and so like but i like season two and three i was just like oh sweet more castlevania and then it was mm-hmm. like i'm gonna binge this because i just want to see more of this story um and yeah so definitely think it's it's worth it i'm really i'm hoping that means not only because this was netflix produced okay. um uh well yeah, it's produced by Frederator Studios, but it was um, it was like basically funded like the thing that Netflix bought it. But I'm hoping this paves the way for more. Like Netflix buys a lot of anime sometimes, but I'm hoping we'll get more oh. unique things
3: coming I think through. There's like a Resident Evil oh. one coming, but I I don't know anything Eeps. about that. But um, yeah, yeah, um. I mean, it's good to see that someone, you know, Konami seem a little bit more precious over their IP than some other companies. Um, mm. Just to have that faith and, you know, let them take it into, you know, really, really interesting places. So, yeah, um, who knows what the next uh, series going to be, if it's um, even tangentially related to this series. Um, a, a clean slate probably be nice for whoever's coming into it not to have to Mm. pay homage and you know do tie-ins to this series so we'll see what that is i guess interested to see it if it's bad i won't watch it (laughs) Uh,
1: nor should you
0: (laughs) um excellent well on that note uh that's us for the week uh if you enjoyed this like follow subscribe on whatever platform of choice you are listening to this or watching it uh tell a friend uh, rate review if it is on a podcatcher um, and yeah um, also check out outoflives.net for more pop culture podcasty video gamey stuff and uh, you can follow us on twitter at outoflives network out of lives net rather uh, or visit us on facebook or youtube as outoflives network and of course you can reach Ju- Lucy at juicyloose9 on twitter, instagram all the things and me at the theomniarch Um, you can reach us on email as well at at podcast.outoflives.net if you want to tell us why we were totally wrong and Carmela should have won all of the things and it wasn't about redemption at all and it was poorly written or whatever your hot take happens to be. Uh, That's us for another week. I've been Adil.
3: I've been Lucy. The biggest geek. (laughs) Ha
2: ha!
0: Admitting it. Bye!
2: <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> www.outoflives.net